What's up, heroes? Welcome to the Producer Life Podcast, episode 81. Today, we're going to focus on Tech House, a subgenre of house music that combines the minimal influences of techno with the grooviness of house music. We'll be picking apart what that means, giving you some examples, and giving you a sneak peek of a track that I'm working on. Also, make sure to listen through to the end of the episode because I want to tell you about a terrific free opportunity you are not going to want to miss. But first, cue the intro music. Tech House is a subgenre of house music that takes on some of the minimal influences of techno. You can hear some great examples by listening to Green Velvet, Fisher, Solardo, Patrick Topping, and Jamie Jones, or check out the playlist I've embedded on the show notes page at producerlifepodcast.com. Look for episode 81. Start by finding a song you love from a popular commercial artist, maybe one of the ones I just listed. Use that as your reference track. Buy the song on Beatport or wherever you like to purchase music, because this is a critical step because that track is going to help you with your arrangement, mixing, and finally mastering. Start by breaking the track apart. If you're using Ableton Live, drag the track into your DAW and then carefully listen to 8-bar sections at a time and label what's going on using locator markers. Those locator markers can also contain additional information if you right-click on them and open up the info text box in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. You can take plenty of notes there for what's going on at any given section. Alternately, you can create an empty audio track under your reference track and then use empty audio clips to take notes. For example, your audio clip might be labeled Filtered Kick and Snare Only in the breakdown section. Obviously, you're not going to copy their arrangement entirely, but it can give you ideas for which instruments to select, how your favorite artist brings instruments in and out, how much reverb they apply, etc. This process of breaking down their arrangement is a great way to learn and applies to any genre. For today's podcast, I'm going to focus on three main elements. The percussion, the bass line, and the vocals. I'm going to make a bunch of generalizations. But remember that music is an art, not a science, so there aren't many right or wrong answers. Get creative and use your favorite artist for inspiration, not imitation. Like house music, Tech House is based on a four-to-the-floor beat, meaning you've got one kick per bar. Unlike house music, which generally features boomy 808 kicks, Tech House likes tighter, shorter kicks, which sound a little like this. To make the kick pattern more interesting, you'll frequently hear a skipped kick on the final bar of an 8-bar loop, followed by an extra kick in the first bar of the next 8-bar loop. Sounds like this. Basically, you move the last kick of the 8-bar loop into the first open 8th note of the next bar. You could also make this a ghost kick by dropping the volume about 5 decibels and see how that sounds. Doing this breaks up the monotony of a constant kick drum without throwing the dance floor off too much. Adding little flourishes like this every 4, 8, or 16 bars of a musical phrase works a bit like punctuation in a sentence. It helps the listener make sense of what you're saying. If I were to keep talking with a continuous sentence and no punctuation like this, it becomes very monotonous and difficult to listen to. Don't you think it would be easier if I added a comma or something somewhere in this sentence at some point? (laughs) Okay, you get the idea. Once you've got a kick, start to think about the bass line, because those two have to work together. They move the dance floor. 
Tech House bass lines often have shorter leaps between notes and are more minimal. They might feature quarter notes, eighth notes, dotted eighth notes, which is an eighth note with an extra 50% added, or eighth note plus a sixteenth note. One quick way to get started is to grab a Tech House bass line from your favorite sample pack, pitch it up 12 semitones in Ableton, and then right-click and convert that melody to MIDI. You're pitching it up 12 semitones because that helps Ableton's algorithm recognize it as a melody. Of course, you're going to have to pitch it down 12 semitones in order to make it a bass line again. But this process should give you a pretty good approximation of the notes. Now, slow the tempo down, make sure you get the notes right. Once you've got a MIDI version of that bass line from the sample pack, try adjusting a few of the notes here and there. Use that for inspiration. You want to create some variety in a few different 8-bar loops so that as you alternate those throughout the arrangement, it doesn't get stale. Try picking a good synth patch from your favorite synthesizer. Here's an example of a bass line I came up with using this process. Make sure you're listening to your bass line in conjunction with the kick, and remember you'll probably want to use some sidechain compression on the bass line to get it out of the way of the kick. Picking samples is important in any genre. I talked about Loop Cloud back in episode 28, which is my favorite place to get samples. Loop Cloud makes it super easy to find the right sound, organize your library, and most importantly, audition every sound in the mix using their VST. Try sorting by genre and you can pick up plenty of ideas. Or maybe don't sort by genre, just sort by key and see what crazy combinations you can come up with. Maybe your Tech House track needs a kazoo. I don't know. Almost a decade ago, who would have thought that some of our biggest chart-topping EDM hits would combine country and folk elements like Avicii's Wake Me Up? Maybe polka techno is the next big thing. So, I sorted Loop Cloud for the Tech House genre and looked for percussion, and then picked a hi-hat pattern that I felt complemented the track. I high-passed it to cut out the low frequencies so it didn't conflict with the bass. I also added a high-pass clap on the offbeat, the two and the four of each bar. When you're adding claps or snares on top of a kick, you want to be a little careful because sometimes those frequencies will pile up and trigger your limiter during mastering too early, which means your mix won't be very loud. Try offsetting the clap or the snare a little bit before or after the kick. Vocals are some of the hardest parts to get right in the mix. And most sample packs don't offer a complete vocal. You'll get a phrase maybe, but you don't get the verse, the chorus, the backing vocals that you would get if you hired a professional vocalist. This makes Tech House a little easier in some senses. The vocals are often short and repetitive, featuring simple phrases, just right for material from a sample pack. I found one that immediately got stuck in my head. And that's a good sign. And I'm going to try pitching it around and adding some automation to keep it from getting stale in the track. Okay, pause. Philosophical tangent here. Part of me feels bad about using vocals from sample packs. I felt like it was unoriginal, and I wonder what my audience might think if they heard the same sample from one of my tracks that they hear on somebody else's track. Last week I was listening to some Tech House tracks on Spotify and I came across Get Down by Low Foam. There's an immediately recognizable sample, at least to me, that says, and we're all in this together, and you know that which I remembered from a used track called Unity. Did they both use the same sample? Did one of them sample the other one? I have no idea, but the point that immediately hit me is, it doesn't matter. 
The minute I heard that sample, I felt an instant connection to the new song, and I liked it on Spotify. Sampling other people's tracks is a time-honored tradition, ideally legally by licensing it through a sampler site or maybe using a site like Tracklib, tracklib.com. So on further reflection, I don't know that it's a big deal if you wind up using the same vocal sample as somebody else. It may even be helpful because it creates an instant connection in your listeners' minds between the two songs. I'm all for originality, but I also love sampling, mashups, and remixes, all of which are based on using other people's work creatively. One caveat. If you're using samples, and especially vocal hooks, that are easily recognizable by algorithms, you shouldn't be turning on YouTube or Facebook monetization with your distributor, as you're likely to cause some copyright claim headaches as the algorithms struggle to figure out whether the song is yours or somebody else's. Okay, enough with philosophical tangent. So we've got a kick, bassline, percussion, and a vocal all in an eight-bar loop. Those are the core elements of a Tech House track. From there, a lot of this comes down to analyzing your reference track for arrangement and thinking about when you want elements to come in and out. You could also add some chords and a melody, although those are less important in Tech House than in something like Progressive House. This particular track is still a work in progress for me, but I'm liking it so far. Don't forget to add some automation to keep things interesting. Perhaps some EQ sweeps or filters open your closing as a section of the song progresses, and add in some risers to signal to the dance floor that you're about to change things up. For the mixing part, the big thing is your reference track. Listen to each element of the original track and see how loud the different elements are. Starting kicks off at about negative 6 decibels as the loudest part of the track is a good starting point, and then balance everything off of that. Don't forget to check how your mix sounds in mono, and ensure that you've got some higher-end sounds distributed across the spectrum for width. Kick and bass should be right in the middle of your mix. This should get you started. Throw a limiter on the master track and bring the volume up, and you're probably about 75% done with your next masterpiece. I'll probably have this track done this month, and I'll try to schedule a release at the end of September, so make sure to follow me on Spotify or whatever platform you'd like to get your music on. Okay, I promised a free opportunity, and here it is. CD Baby's DIY Music Conference is all virtual this year and entirely free from August 26th to 28th, fewer than two weeks from now. You can find details and register at diymusician.cdbaby.com. I attended in person back in 2018 and learned a lot, but I had to pay for the hotel, transportation, gas, driving to Nashville, etc., This is going to be entirely free and far more convenient. Some of the topics include a Spotify masterclass, Pandora for creators, a talk about artist management, best practices for Facebook and Instagram, release strategies, building your brand on Amazon Music, YouTube strategies, how to book yourself without an agent, and more. So definitely check it out at diymusician.cdbaby.com. I also wanted to share some recent listener feedback, which I really, really, really appreciate. Over on Apple Podcasts, GOTN says that the Producer Life podcast is a must-listen for music industry insight. Great host that keeps things entertaining with intriguing questions and topics. Thank you so, so much, GOTN. I really appreciate you listening and the time you took to leave a rating and review. Reading stuff like this helps keep me motivated to keep the episodes coming, and it also helps other people find the podcast. 
I'd love to feature your review. Just leave a review wherever you're listening. Oh, last announcement. I've got a new mashup dropping on YouTube in two weeks, and I released a remix of Tiesto's The Business two weeks ago. So make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash house ninja music. It's the best place to listen to all of my originals, as well as my remixes, mashups, and live streams. Until next time, this is the House Ninja, reminding you to be somebody's hero today. Thank you.